Today's reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapters 23 and 24. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. Here ends the reading. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Many think it's an idle tale, an empty story, a fictional account, a senseless narrative. Every year around Easter, articles, books, and television commentaries try to shed light on the story of Jesus's resurrection, which even 2,000 years ago was approached with skepticism. Now, the Gospel of Luke tells us that even the male disciples, when they heard of it, from the women who had gone to the tomb, considered it an idle tale. His death had been specially unjust. They had thought that he was the Messiah. They watched him die on the cross by the capital punishment of the day. They watched as he was buried in a tomb. On the Sabbath, taking spices, the women went to anoint his body, but they were in for a surprise. The body was missing. Instead, they were confronted with an unexpected possibility, resurrection. We humans are generally a reasonable people. Some might argue that. Just look at the state of our world. Nevertheless, most of us want reason, facts, truth, especially in this age of alternative facts and alternate truths. And even 2,000 years ago, the first century Jewish historian Josephus 
wrote, About this time there lived Jesus, a wise man. He worked surprising deeds, and he was a teacher. He won over many Jews and many Greeks. The tribe of Christians, so-called after him, has not disappeared to this day. Then in the second century, Greek philosopher Celsus called the resurrection a scarcely credible story. He said, while Jesus was alive, he did not help himself. But after death, he rose again and showed his pierced hands and feet. But who is this who says this? A hysterical female or others deluded by the same sorcery? who either dreamt or hallucinated due to some mistaken notion. But resurrection was not an unusual idea at the time. The Pharisees believed in it. The Sadducees did not. Most Jews believed that there will be resurrection at the end of times or at the Messianic, Messianic age. The mystery religions of the time embraced death and resurrection as a spiritual or a mystical experience. Christianity later developed the doctrine of resurrection in the afterlife. So no wonder to this day many look for proof or for rational explanation, a logical, reasonable account, but usually to no avail. It seems reason or rational logic has been unable to provide us with answers to life's existential questions. Science and reason fall short or silent when it comes to why we suffer, why pain and bloodshed and cruelty, or even the question, who am I? What is my purpose in life? What am I doing here? To deal with these unanswerable questions, to shed light on the unexplainable, the ancients told stories and created rituals. They created spiritual, mythical, and mystical tales about that which cannot be explained through logic or reason alone. Hence, the biblical story is a, fair, is a faith story a spiritual, mythical, mystical tale, a heart story, if you will, a story of life, really, that can only be experienced and lived and not necessarily proven. But just because it cannot be proven doesn't mean it is not true, for there are different kinds of truths, really. We cannot prove love but most of us believe in it because we know it, we experience it, we feel it, we act on it. We cannot prove hate, but we know it within us, around us, we experience it, we feel it, we act on it. We do not have proof, but we do have experiences. We have encounters. And once one lives through an experience, the need for proof no longer exists. What we experience, we know. Today, our world feels much like Good Friday. 
We experience hatred and violence, persecution and tyranny. The Syrian bloodshed continues. Egyptian Coptic churches were attacked on Palm Sunday. Slaughter of civilians in South Sudan. The Rohingya, a Muslim minority in Myanmar, continues to be persecuted by the Buddhist majority. Terrorist struck attacks and kills and injures in Stockholm. Boko Haram continues to launch suicide attacks in Nigeria and Cameroon. Refugees continue to be stranded around the world. Hate crimes continue to happen. Black lives still do not seem to matter. The list is long. And all we want to do is weep. But it is in the midst of that, in the midst of this chaotic world, is when we need and want to celebrate Easter resurrection and its promise. We realize that death and rebirth, decay and renewal, dying and rising, have been part of life cycles since the beginning. This archetype, this cycle, after the flood comes the rainbow, after 40 years in the wilderness comes the promised land, after labor comes new birth, and after Good Friday resurrection, even fairy tales are based on this understanding, where Snow White sleeps for seven years, only to wake up to life again and renewed. Even the word Easter emphasizes this cyclical aspect of resurrection and life as it traces its roots to the name of the ancient Germanic goddess of Estra, the goddess of spring and dawn, birth and new life. And from her name, we receive or we derive the word estrogen, without which birth is not possible. But there is more to Easter than just the ordinary, cyclical, predictable moments of life. Resurrection is not a supernatural, paranormal event, as some seem to think even of God. And I usually say, God is not supernatural. God is transcendent. God is not paranormal. God is mystery. Hence, Jesus' resurrection is not about supernatural or paranormal activity, but about the mysterious and the amazing, about that which transcends human logic and confronts us with awe and wonder. It takes our breath away and we cannot but be amazed. So resurrection is an experience. It's an experience that points beyond the mere everyday mundane, the mere idle tales of the world, of violence, of poverty, bloodshed, injustice, hatred, cruelty. And it transforms this idle tale into a living tale, a living tale of peace and joy and hope. Resurrection is really an extraordinary living tale of new promise and new possibility. 
Traditional Christianity has embraced resurrection that, as something that happens after we die. It's in the afterlife. But throughout my time with you, even though we have talked about how Lent is part of our faith story, and it is something we live today, because Jesus' story is our story. The violence done to Jesus by capital punishment of the day is the violence we do to one another. So Jesus' story mirrors our own back to us. Hence, the Easter story is also our story. We experience it. We know it in our hearts, in our world. It is ours to live. Because you see, I am convinced that each of us here knows and has experienced moments of Easter resurrection. If you have lived through the loss of a loved one and made it through deep grief, you have known Easter and a new beginning. If you had had your heart broken and thought you would never recover, never love again, and never have a life full of hope, you have known, and you're here, you have known Easter, resurrection, a new beginning. If you have been in the darkest place of the soul through depression, addiction, divorce, violence, and you thought the pain will never subside, you'll never heal or recover or live again, and you are here, you have known Easter resurrection, a new beginning, a rebirth. As such, resurrection is a living tale, your living story, not an idle tale, a living journey, not a fabricated story, a living tale you have walked and written and continue to write. See, the miracle, the amazing, the gift of Easter is not resurrection after death, but it is in our ability to rise above it all and be raised right here on earth. It is about the resilience of the human spirit to deal with the pain, to heal the broken heart, to recover, to overcome, and move on and live again. And this resurrection experience is transforming the idle tale of poverty and violence into a living tale of peace and joy. It is in turning the tombs of death into wombs of life and birth. It is in transforming fear to courage, overcoming odds, conquering despair, healing heartache, righting injustice and oppression, and being able to say, Jesus' story is my story, Christ is risen, and I can rise also. You may remember my grandmother's story, who lived through the Armenian genocide, exile, and deportation in 1915, when a million and a half Armenians died. She would say, I know death in my body, I also know life in my body. She had died with crucifixion, pain, annihilation, violence. She lived through it, 
and she was reborn, given another chance for a new beginning in life. So she knew Good Friday in her body, but she also knew resurrection in her body also. These idle tales of crucifixion and horror, injustice and oppression, death and destruction abound in our world. Sometimes it feels like we are living only in those moments. But it is especially in the midst of those moments and in such a world that the resurrection living tale needs to be told, written, and lived. For you see, we are the living tales of the resurrected Christ. We are the resurrectors of Christ. The living tale continues to unfold. It lives through us and we live through it. We continue to write the living tale. So today, let us go. Let us turn tombs into wombs, idle tales into living tales. For Christ is risen. Blessed be the resurrection of Christ. Happy Easter. Blessed Easter to you.